So my size should be a little bit less now. I'm just so into the sound. I'm so about sound quality. I understand. I'll try to keep it to a minimum. Yeah, I'm all covered in smoke. We had chicken breast in the smoker for a little bit here. All right, so yeah, Justin, basically the other lesson I've learned is uh, anything you do near the computer is going to sound like, again, like you're like dicing vegetables or, or sawing a log in half or so. Okay. Just, just be careful. There is a lot of back. I do have a lot of background noise here just so I live right next to a police precinct. So there's always a lot of sirens and it's a nice day here. So there's always lots of systems bumping. And... Oh, that's fine. That's good. It'll make it authentic. Make it yeah. exactly. We'll see more Ooh, urban. A real urban episode. Give us we'll be less suburban. Yeah. Work up your urban cred. Okay, so are we ready to go? Everybody ready? Yep. Yeah. Advance after combat. All right, this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast that's basically, you know, I, I don't think it's about war games as much as it's about war gamers. So maybe that's the best way to describe it. Uh, it's, a, it's explicit, so it's not for small children, but it is for adults with the minds of small children. <laughs> so uh, this this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, uh, my, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. We brought from our guild, who this month is Justin. Hey, welcome. So, uh, so Justin's our host. Um, Justin, were you really excited to do the podcast this month? Uh, yeah, I have been excited. So, yeah, it's it's a very, uh, very, uh, it's, a big, it's a big privilege. And and Justin was offered the podcast before, but he but he declined in order to make sure that he could uh, have a good rapport, which means he cares more about the podcast than we do. So you're going to see here all the great rapport. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we, we had mentioned before that I'm just warning the listeners in advance that this might be the giggliest episode we've ever had because Justin is in rare giggling form today. <laughs> what was that a picture you sent me of? What was that a picture of that you sent me earlier? Oh, that was a – I had to write it down because I go to my – bar next door and they always have these fancy beers and shit uh it was from a, a california california brewery called the brewery b-r-u-e-r-y i don't know if you guys have heard of that or not but it was no. called the human the humulus lager so, so justin is justin is broadcasting from new york city this yes is, so this is going to be our urban location broadcast we're actually Recording from the center of New York City. Yeah, directly in the center. Times Square. <laughs> so, Justin, what did you have to do? You had to kick your girlfriend out of your apartment to do the podcast? Yeah, so uh, I, I, my girlfriend lives uh, up in uh, Ringwood, New Jersey, which is oddly where uh, Pete comes from. We actually had a nice little connection at the Game On uh, convention about his hometown. Um so I planned it. So I actually went up there over the weekend. So then I come here on Sundays. I came back here in the day and she stays up there. So now I have my apartment to myself and uh, she doesn't have to listen and, and judge me from the other room. And does, does she know you're recording today? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I don't think she knows the caliber of it. I think she just thinks that I'm kind of, uh, you guys are just kind of recording me to, to talk about a game or something. <laughs> don't, don't tell her any more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, Justin, so you live in New York City, so let me go through some of the basic questions we usually ask guys who are coming on the host. Uh, how did you first get into wargaming? Uh, well, um, when I was a kid, I played, uh, I played a lot of D and D and, um, and then, uh, my parents got freaked out and threw away all my D and D shit because they wanted to save my soul. And, um, they thought I might get into, you know, worshiping Satan and all that shit. Um, and, and, and that, did, but that didn't stop you from worshiping no, Satan. That, did not, <laughs> that only pushed me further into, into that abyss. Um, and then I got, you know, then I started playing, like, me and my buddies, we bought Axis and Allies, and we played that. You know, I think that's a big, probably stepping stone for a lot of people. Um, then I went to college, you know, and I was more interested in other stuff. Uh, girls, drinking, drugs, all that shit that you do in college. And um, and then um, and then I had a girlfriend, and um, her brother was really into Euro games. And I played these with them, and I had like had no idea like you know like games had evolved this much. I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of great, you know. And then from there, you know, I started um, I started looking at other games branching off from Euro games, mainly like um, Twilight Struggle. Um, so I started playing Twilight Struggle, and I started looking at GMT and, and like oh, you know, let's let me check out some of these other games GMT has. And, you know, I started playing, like, No Retreat. Now, had, had you kind of been interested in military history? Or... Um, not not as much, you know. Um, I think it was more when I got into the war games and stuff that I started getting into it. And um, and I started playing um, I started playing more uh, miniature games, too. And I really loved that, you know. Uh, when I got into miniature games, I was like, okay, I want to play minis, but I want to pick a game where I can actually learn something, you know, um, and actually, I guess, talk, you know, have, I don't know, have a, con you know, have, be able to talk about it with somebody, you know, I've, I can't really talk about Warhammer <laughs> with like, right. uh, in the average part, you know. Jason but, loves it when we start talking about miniature wargaming too. It's yeah. one of his favorite parts of the show. So feel free to segue into that. That's like, Jason just loves it. I, I do tune out just a little bit. So miniatures. Okay, <laughs> um, so no, I got I really got into like World War II miniatures and stuff, and it was just you know, and the amount that I was learning, I was like, oh, this is great, you know, I can I can play a game, but I can also learn about like, you know, what tanks the Soviets had, you know, and uh, you know, and so on and so on. Um, so it kind of just it kind of just snowballed from there, you know, um, until. So uh, right now, you you do miniatures and you do board board war gaming. Yes, I do miniatures and uh, board board gaming. Yes. So so tell us a little bit about the club you play in New York City because I thought that was fascinating. We talked about it in game on, so it's got some quirks to it. Yeah. So I belong to this club called the Metropolitan War Gamers, and um, we've been around. They've been around since 1984. And um, we have um, we rent the basement to a brownstone building here in Brooklyn, and uh, it's basically about I don't know it's basically like I'd say there's probably like thirty to forty solid members there. You know, there's other members that don't come as much, but um, we have we have maybe about like eight you know big tables. Um, some of them are sand tables. 
um, so you can sculpt terrain and all that business. Um, we have baker's racks um, set up, so you can we could set up like we can set up like a giant monster game if we want and put on a baker's rack and you know every week we can meet up and play a few hours of it oh, i see um, so it's like on a board and you can just pick the thing up and slide it in exactly yep so so it That's makes cool. playing it makes you know it makes playing a lot of games a lot more manageable you know it's like i'm there i'm there you know maybe like four nights a week and um you know like don't don't it, have don't ever have children just <laughs> Just stay just the way you are. Yeah. You're, 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 you're your purest and happiest <laughs> form right in life, despite what anyone else is going to tell you. And, uh, but it's great because, you know, I can go down there, you know, uh, three hours like on Wednesday and we can play a couple turns of something, you know, rack it up, and then next week we can continue on, you know. Now, do they have collections of like miniatures stored there too? Yeah. So part of being a member is. Um, First of all, you like you have to be. We vet all new members, <laughs> so if a guy comes down and everything, like you know, we have to check him out first to see if he's, you know, not a you know not too weird. <laughs> I mean, we're all, right. we're all no, we, weird. we believe we understand. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> we're all weird, and we all have our quirks and stuff. But some are more manage manageable than others, and um, so uh, you know, once you're in. And you're a paying member, uh, you get keys to the place, so you have 24-hour access. And you can also pay a little bit more, which gives you a shelf at the club. And and then on your shelf, you know, you can store board games, you can store minis, whatever you want. Uh, so at the club, there's, you know, there's a ton of board games. There's a ton of, there's a lot of minis. Um, and, you know, we have, we have a lot of terrain down there. So, you know, guys don't have to haul down terrain all the time. You can easily, like, just meet up, set up terrain, and get a minis go game going really easy. So do you? Have, but you have like some regular members that you're friends with that you do most of your gaming with, I assume. Yeah. So I yeah I have a I have a core group of guys that I game with um, down there, and um, during the week, and then you know then I have maybe like a couple other guys that I do more like okay these are like my guys that I play more minis with, you know. Then I have another core group of guys, and these are the guys I play war games with, um, kind of thing. So, what happens if a guy doesn't get in? How does that work out? Like, do they just tell him like, like he comes to open the door and they won't, <laughs> what, they won't open the door for him? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, the place has had its history of you know odd shit that's happened down there, and odd you know falling with members and fights. Um. I, I mean, it, it is New York, right? So yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, there's, yeah, there's, there's, right, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know how much I want to talk about. But one, right now, there's, there's one guy I think that I don't know if he's going to get in or not. <laughs> I'll say that much. Probably best not to talk about that. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Yeah, that's just, but, how, that's how life is, I guess. Sometimes yeah. you don't, some, the problem people have is they don't, always have great self-perception so they think hey i fit in great with these guys and they don't realize like, no, you don't so it's yeah. not working out yeah but it's you know it's otherwise you know everyone down there is pretty easy going you know um it's not you know there's a fridge there that we have um you know that there's you can store beer down there 
um, in the back, there's two rooms to the club in the back room. Uh, they allow smoking. So, you know, it gets, so that that's where you'll find Justin. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's all, you know, old war gaming and smoking and drinking back there. So that, that does make your components smell like they've not been in a smoke free house. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's a big yeah. that's a big issue on ebay apparently yeah oh yes yeah. it is yeah my my shelf is is more in the my shelf is in the non-smoking side of the club so i don't have to worry about like my games stinking if i ever try to resell them but yeah right no that's interesting so that's cool yeah i thought that was a really interesting situation that was kind of cool that's a great thing to have yeah i feel i feel very very lucky that i that i have that here that I can go there and play during the week and have guys to play with that I actually that I actually want to play with, you know. Well, yeah, and in the city, the challenge is obviously space, right? Because you don't have a lot of room and uh, square footage for your apartment or whatever. And uh, oh yeah, that way you have a general area where you suddenly can get that space to store stuff. And yeah, those, those shelves we can rent are so premium because it's you know. The amount, you know, I have a one apartment, but it's it's pretty it's pretty full, <laughs> and you know, I have to think about like, oh, like, you know, that uh, that new fantasy flight game that just came out. Look on, but the box is fucking huge. Like, I don't think I can get that in my place. <laughs> it's, That's right. It's, yeah. That's right. Yeah, like uh, my brother-in-law lived on the west side of Manhattan, so he had a nice apartment, like maybe a couple blocks from Central Park, uh, but it was a studio. I mean, it was a nice studio, but like, but uh, man, I would look at that place. Like in my game room, in my game room, I have like an eight by five gaming table and a second table. Like, you can't have any of that stuff. I mean, you can't set up a monster game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Though you could do the uh, Magneto's counter magnets and put them on your ceiling. Yeah, actually, I just and got just <laughs> make a scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got a ton of those magnets just in the mail this last week from him. So I'm very excited to get that up and running because I have a nice bare wall that's just waiting for a big map. Very nice. Yeah, that's ideal for that. Like for me, um, I, I I got it, but I haven't even deployed them yet because I just really don't need it at this point. But we'll see. I'm trying to figure out something that I can rig up to the ceiling and and like drop down like a you know on like a winch. Well, I think the baker so rack have... idea is good, isn't that? That's a great yeah. idea. Baker racks where you can just put games on the, the trays and push them in. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I need to figure out something though. <laughs> All right, Justin. So uh, we've got a quiz. Uh, just wanted to let you know it's optional. <laughs> So it's, it's it's so optional. Yeah, I mean you don't have to do it. Well, um, let's. I don't. I have a feeling I'm going to do really poor on it, but let's uh, let's try it in in hopes that maybe I can get one right and this podcast will see the light of day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And if you don't, we have to delete it. And I, I gotta <laughs> say, it's like oh, by the way, funny story. Um, <laughs> when I talked to Matt up at uh, Game On. He literally thought we deleted it because he did a bad job on the oh. podcast. <laughs> that is not the case. I was like, at first I thought he was, maybe he was messing with me, but I thought like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, I figured you guys just didn't want to put it up. I'm like, dude, well, have you heard some of our podcasts? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, definitely not be it. So we got to bring, we got to bring I can't even back. remember what happened. Did it, did it just not record? You didn't record it. That's what happened. I remember. I didn't record it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's that when we, sounds about right. That's, that's when we went to mumble. 
After that, we switched over uh, to Momo so we could do multiple recordings. No. Because that was the one where I, I ordered him to drink the rest of the tequila, and he chugged all of his tequila. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great Yeah, episode. we were all pretty lit by the end of it. Yeah. So, all right. All right, so there's a quiz. Justin, you're going to take a quiz. Yeah. My wife has me on a strict time hack, too. So we okay. Chop, chop. So, first question. For each American Civil War battle listed, name the commanding general of that battle for either the Union or Confederate armies. So basically, I'm going to tell you a battle, and I'm going to tell you, uh, it's easier for me to just fucking do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Second Bull Run, who was the commanding Union general at Second Bull Run? Uh, let's see. Second Bull Run. I, I love uh, the street noise. That's so great. Oh, you, 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 <laughs> it's you, the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like fuck uh, you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You, you very. It's it's a very nice day here today, so you probably will hear that um, for sure. Uh, second bull run. Um, Union general. Union general. Um, and, and Braxton has told me I can't give you any hints. He's been very clear about that. This is this is coming from the intern who once colluded with a mystery host, but whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Huh. Um, let's see. I want, maybe it was McKellen, but I might say uh, um, maybe it was a pope. You are correct, sir. Okay. Nicely <laughs> done. We have a podcast. That's right. We're going to start recording now, right now. Okay. Battle of Franklin. Name the commanding Confederate general. <sighs> Battle of Franklin. I. Fuck, I don't even know. Uh, I don't. Um, Stonewall Jackson. Incorrect. John Bellhood. Okay. <laughs> we got the obligatory Stonewall Jackson answer, though. Yeah. That's right. I got him on the Nicely right done. side. Though. You did pick the correct <laughs> side. Yeah, Franklin's were basically uh, Hood destroyed the rest of his army. Attacked like a suicide charge at the end of the war. Uh, Battle of Fredericksburg. Name the commanding Union general here. Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. <sighs> The Union General. <sighs> um, fuck, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I I don't know. Ambrose Burnside. Nope. Burnside. Burnside basically slaughtered his army in that battle. Uh, next though, this is going to be tougher. A battle of Chantilly. Who was the commanding Confederate general at Chantilly? Chantilly, Chantilly Lane. Let's see. I don't even know that guy on battle. So, um, Confederate. <sighs> I feel like we're literally inside Justin's brain. The synapses are firing like. Yeah. He's walking yeah. us, verbally walking us through the process. Yeah, I'm just going to... <laughs> um, Confederate General. Um, That's correct. Confederate General Chantilly. And not Chantilly Lane. <laughs> that's the name of the battle. I think it's a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I think that's at least a part of a song. Oh, hey, J uh, Jason, what are you drinking while Justin's, uh... Yeah. Wild Turkey 101. 
Nice. Justin, what are you drinking? Um, I, I'm, I have a Bloody Mary with a Sobeski vodka. Nice Polish cheap vodka. Wow, very nice. I, uh, yeah. I'm drinking a uh, Lagunitas IPA. Nice. I had a mule yesterday, and I was thinking about Jason. It had a candy ginger. It was like a Moscow mule. So it tastes, um, tastes a little frou fruity though. With the ginger beer. So I'm just gonna. I don't know, Confederates. I'm just. Have gonna we go moved with, on from Justin? Justin's yeah, still doing the quiz. I'm just gonna go with uh, Stonewall Jackson again. Stonewall Jackson again. You guessed correctly. So now we're right. now the eye of Sauron is on you because now we're suspecting <laughs> that there's some kind of shenanigans going on. Okay. So you're two for four. Battle of Cedar Creek. Name the commanding Union general. Um. Oh shit! I think I just played this one. And uh, um. McCallan? Philip Sheridan. Oh, Sheridan, yeah. Okay. So you are uh, two for five. Two for five. But still, it's going to be a recorded podcast. So that's good. Good news. It'll be up there. Yeah. So, question number two of the 10 Nimitz class U.S. aircraft carriers currently commissioned, name five of the seven carriers that are named after a U.S. president. So these are uh, Nimitz carriers. Seven of them are named after a U.S. president. Name five of them. Okay. Um, we'll go with the um, um, the. Um, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing here. I, <laughs> I, I, you should do. You should do the technique where you repeat the question back to me. I always love that. Yeah. Of the ten, okay. You were so close. <laughs> well, um, okay. I, I could hear words coming out, and they and I stopped. Uh, how about um, uh, um, a Roosevelt? You, I need you to be more specific. <laughs> Aircraft carrier Roosevelt. I need you to be more specific. Um, um, the uh, the Theodore Roosevelt. You are correct. Okay. Um, how about the? Let's throw Lincoln in there. Everybody loves Lincoln. I need you to be more specific. Just kidding. That's fine. That's okay. you're correct. <laughs> um, so three more. Three more. Okay. How about um. The Kennedy? That is not correct. That's interesting. I would have thought there would be one. Maybe there's a more yeah. modern carrier. I don't know. Kennedy get, he doesn't get a carrier. Huh. Huh, he didn't get a carrier. Okay. Um, so two more guesses. And I mean guesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Washington? Correct. And um, let's go with... Uh, Um, Jefferson. Nope. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, uh, the other correct answers are Dwight D. Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan, 
Harry, ah, okay. Harry, Harry Truman and uh, George H.W. Bush. I didn't know there was an oh. aircraft carrier. Wow. Oh, okay. So Kennedy doesn't get one, but Bush does. That's yeah. interesting. I, I'd like to see the name <laughs> one after Barack Obama. I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> <Or> Barack Obama. <laughs> and I'm not saying that. Uh, when he was elected president, I told my wife, I said, we're going to respect him the same way we respect every president. So I do think it'd be interesting to see that. Uh, okay, so the next question is, for each of the five battles listed, name the war that the battle is most associated with. The Battle of Crecy. Ah, uh, boy. Ah, uh, Battle of Crecy. World War One. Uh, it's the Hundred Years' War. Hundred Years' War, okay. Battle of Balaclava. Uh, the Battle of the Cold Neck. That's right. The Battle of the uh, Ski Mask. The British Ski Mask. <laughs> uh, um, Battle of Balaclava. Um, is that uh, World War One? Uh, no, it's the Crimean War. Sorry. Okay. Battle of Gergovia. Holy shit. And it could be Gergovia, Gergovia, whatever. I think we can probably move on after this. <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm so That's going to be the Gallic Wars. I didn't think you were going to get that one. No. no um, and how, does Rex, how does Rex do this? And, and, and feel free to speed through this one, too. The Battle of Jan Cow. <laughs> I don't know, the, the Korean, the Korean War. <laughs> that is a hard, right. like, are you telling me that, like, I've never even heard of the Battle of Jan Cow. Yeah. Battle of Cowpens. This is different. Now we're getting serious. Shit's about to get real. Battle of Cowpens. World War, uh, Do not World War say, II? I was going to say, if you say fucking World War One again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the American Revolution. Okay. Somebody needs to start playing a little, a little bit more Lace Wars, 18th century fighting. Yeah. Well, well, that was a brutal question for you. That really knocked yeah. you Yeah, yeah it was, really that was. was rough. It was. So right now you're five out of 15. But, you know, not a zero. That's always. Not a zero. And the uh, number 37 bus just pulled up outside your front. Yeah, <laughs> it actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the bonus question. Now this is bonus. Yeah, this is salvation. So Jason, what, what, what do we say about bonus? Sorry, shit gets yeah, real. bonus is like this is special, right? Bonus is sorry, you can make up for all the questions you got. right because yeah. every question, all the answers in bonus basically equal all the other. Ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All questions are created. And even Braxton wrote, just for fun, not for extra, extra points, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. That's right. Know, we need to get with HR because I don't think an intern's allowed to talk to me like that. I don't care whether it's written correspondence. <laughs> mm, yeah. Needs a verbal, a, a, a verbal I mean, writer. Technically, this quiz is discoverable. So I think it's a problem. This could be an issue with a public records act request. Okay, so name five land or naval battles which took place during the World War II Guadalcanal campaign from 42 to 43. So, so you are completely fucked unless you played some Guadalcanal game recently. 
Okay. I let's see here. I actually might get a couple of these. Let me think here. Land or naval there. battles, Guadalcanal campaign. All right. Um, like, are you just looking like like the areas or the name name of the battle? Yeah, I think I think I would be kind of flexible as far as. If you give me this, some of them look like they're names of battles, but they are, some of them are also geographical locations. Uh, okay, let me think here. And, and okay. we're not going to dwell on this question too much after you answered the Battle of Cowpens was in World War II, so we don't need to spend yeah. too much. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's the, there's the Solomon Islands. Is that? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Eastern Solomons, that's one. Yeah. Um, uh, Teneru. Correct. Um, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Let's, I let's that think idea. about why they were even at Guadalcanal. Why did they even go there? Why did the, why did the Marines land on Guadalcanal? Um, and I just violated the Braxton's rule, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Were like a, I know was there was it a battle of Tokyo Express or was it, or was that a, was that just? A, Is that going to be your guess? Because we're not going to let you around. Yeah, that's that's incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Um, two, two more bonus guesses. It's all bonus. Two more the way to look at it too. It's all bonus. Yeah. So it's all extra. It's it's only going to help me, right? Um, it can't hurt you. Except that we deducted from a total of twenty. But um, the, what was it? The um, the name of there was a the ridge, the ridge. Um, at <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed, Edison's Ridge. Edison's Ridge. I'm gonna, Edison Ridge. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's more Thomas Edison. Totally yeah. different guy. <laughs> Okay, and that uh, you we can stop there. Okay, the one the one I was trying to give you was Henderson Field. Mm. I mean, that's the they were there for the airfield. That was the answer to the reason why I think they were there. That's my basic understanding. Of it. But yes, it was not bad. Three out of five. Okay. Okay. So it looks like a total of seven or eight. It looks like eight. Eight out of twenty. Yep. It's not bad. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's better than some. You're not the worst. That's what we'll tell you. We'll, we'll sugarcoat it that way. Okay, well, that's the quiz. And I feel like uh, it's good because I think sometimes the mystery hosts come in kind of cocky. And then maybe after the quiz, then kind of. They start drinking a little bit more heavily, and it makes the they podcast get, a little bit more loose. They they get humbled. Because <laughs> because right. right. we would do so well on the quiz because we have all the answers. That's the only way we would do well. Yeah. <laughs> I would do terrible. Though you do okay. Like we've had some Vietnam ones, I think, Jason, that you would do well on. Yeah, they're few and far between. The lace wear stuff. It's so um, I thought the easiest way. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit, Justin, about a uh, game on? Because basically, we had that. We went up to the a bunch of the guys from the guild went up to the uh, uh, game on convention. 
up in uh, Issaquah, Washington, outside Seattle. Um, before I mention it, I want to also mention that we're, we're planning an advanced after combat convention. It's going to be October 13th through October 16th, Richardson, Texas. I believe that's right outside Dallas. And uh, $60 to register. We have room rates. So I think if guys are uh, members of the guild and interested in coming out, they should do it. And uh, if, if you think maybe you're a guy who won't fit in with the crew, feel free to just give us money and then make it happen for us and then uh, not come. That would be awesome too. <laughs> and then loosen up and come next year. Yeah, and, and if, the idea is if we get enough money to my, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to do challenge coins. So it's something we could do each year. So the challenge coins would trump each other based on previous ones. And if you have a guy who we're going to issue challenge coins for the first convention and uh, uh, I don't know if we want to have like a combat factor on them where other ones can add up to more than the top one or whatever. Uh, but the idea is that if you can't produce challenge coins, the other guys to buy you a beer, I think it'd be kind of a cool thing. And then on the back, we'd have something for Andy Kell, who's one of our guildies who passed away uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, we never got to meet him, but uh, this way he would kind of be there and be yeah. there for, he's a paratrooper. We put his parachute wings on the back and that would kind of be something we'd always have as a, as a, as a memory of him. So, so, Justin, have you signed up for the convention yet? Yeah. Oh, I sure am. Yeah, I guess I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward yeah, so to it. Yeah, it's going to be good. I think it'll be a lot of fun because it's going to be, normally we go, like, game on, we went to someone else's convention, and the guys were great, great convention. But, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have it be just our thing, too. So uh, I think we've got like, almost 30 guys signed up right now. So it's, it's, it's a go. So. Yeah. It's it's the it's, if you get on the guild and you uh, you can see we have a thread on it, but also if you get with the medicine man and uh, PayPal him, he can register you for it. So that's John Allgood for those not in the know. That's right. Yeah, I guess medicine man is kind of his. Yeah. Name, so, so Justin, <laughs> you want to talk about game on at all? Your experience game oning? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I flew you know all the way from New York to go to this. A convention in Seattle. I've never been to Seattle. I've never, never you, met any of these and guys. And you flew first class? Is that right? <laughs> no, it was the, uh, it was the, uh, it was kind of the middle class. My my wife was a flight attendant. My wife business was a class. flight attendant. She said business class was the worst section to work because they felt like they were first class. Oh, I bet. But they weren't. <laughs> like, like they, they yeah. felt like they yeah. paid extra. They weren't coach. She would much rather work coach than business class. Yeah. Um, but I arrived there. I, so I arrived Wednesday night, um, and it was it was it was great right off the bat. So um, I don't know. Do you want me just to go through like the games I played? Yeah, like guys you like, met from the guild and guys I met. Guys okay. who aren't guildies, I don't give a fuck about those guys. Fuck all those other guys. So just talk about guys you met who were like AAC guys. Yeah. So uh, first night was great because I got to meet um, Jeff Newell, who puts on the whole convention, who was just absolutely fantastic. He was a really great guy to meet. So I met him right away and Ralph. That was like my introduction to everything. Um, you know, I hung out with Ralph for a while. And then um, uh, Rent Boy eventually sh Rent Boy showed up. And so did Burn. Um, Burn is a, ha Burn's a, a handsome man. Yeah, Burn was, was great. He might be the handsomest guildie. When I was drunk one night, I'm like, I kept telling him, I'm like, oh man, you are so handsome. Like, I felt like I was making him uncomfortable. <laughs> it's half it was kind of like one of those 50s face handsome. 
<laughs> right. He yeah. looks like a he looks like a mix between Superman and Bob's boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a handsome man. Um. So we played. Uh. We played. Uh. Kaiser. Kaiser. Kaiser Pirates. Kaiser's Pirates. Kaiser's Pirates. Yeah. The World War One. Um. Sea game with cards and stuff. Um. Uh, we played that. It was. It was a blast. Um. You know we were we were drinking and stuff. Um, we made a we made a midnight run because the bar uh, the bar would only stay open um, to like eleven. Um, it stayed open a little bit later later on in the convention. But yeah, the the staff was great as far as serving and everything and being attentive. But yeah, the bar did tend to close a little early. So yeah, so we had to make a midnight midnight run to the grocery stores because the grocery stores are great there because they sell they sell booze. Um, so we made a we went to the grocery store, made a run to Burger King, and came back and continued to drink more and play more, and it was great. Um, next morning, we woke up and more guildies started to arrive. Um, I didn't have anything planned in the morning until like about noon when we had the big guild Starfleet, uh, I mean Federation Commander game. Right. Um, which Dave was involved. Um, God, who else? Uh, Pete, Duck, Rent Boy. Um, Mike, Mike Toot was there. Trying to yeah, think Mike Toot was there. Was I think that was it. Yeah, but it basically got, uh, and then Ralph was the one uh, running the game. Got kind of worked out to, it was almost like uh, the Klingons were guildies and the Federation were non guildies plus Dave and yeah. Pete. Yeah, it did not go well on the Federation side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I, remember, I just remember like that game starting off and the Federation, the Klingons were supposed to defend the battle, battle station. And the Federation was supposed to come at us, and there was already a shit ton of ships on the on the board. So I was just like, "Okay, this is going to take you know, this is going to take a little while." And the Federation, the first move is they move zero the entire turn, just to kind of to see what the Klingons are going to do. Um, I under I understood like the move and everything, but it was just like I was just like, "Oh, come on, guys." <laughs> We gotta get this going. Yeah, at some point, basically, I showed up and I'm like, I played History Maker Baseball with uh, with Reeves, and then we get into the FedCom game. I walk over there thinking I'm gonna play with all the guildies, and uh, Ralph's like, well, we need people to play Federation, the Federation, so it's either gonna be you or Reeves. And Reeves give me, gives me that look like the anime cat with the big giant eyes about to cry, like he wants to play with his buddies on the cleanups. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so I end up playing on the Federation side with these guys who are like, we've logged thousands of games of Federation Commander, and we're the experts and know how to play this. Oh, wow, that sounds yeah, so. You can imagine. Oh, yeah, those guys were those guys were so serious. Yeah, you can imagine. At some point, Pete and I are like, "Fuck this, we're fucking attacking." So, like they had us, they changed their tactics so many times that at some point, with they used miniatures, half of our fleet was jammed in behind the other fleet as if they were fucking doing it doggy style. Like a cruiser would be jammed up the ass of another destroyer. I'm like, oh, I guess this is how frigates are made in this game. You know, like they're all just all the miniatures are all just clumped together. And so Pete and I just said, fuck it, we're just attacking. And the one guy's like, this, this, this one guy was like, well, he goes, this is what happens when people don't play together. And then he's muttering to the other guy. And then he goes, he goes, well, why don't we gang up? I said, fuck off. The bar opens in 45 minutes. 
Like, I was basically <laughs> just like... <laughs> well, that's what kind of the game kind of turned into. It was just like, we all kind of looked at our watches like, I think the bar is going to... They think they're going to open the bar early. <laughs> and I stayed in the game because Ralph was running it. And Pete was on my side, and Mike Toot was on my side. And I felt like I didn't want to walk out because that would be like like abandoned in it kind of, but I was definitely on the wrong side of the fucking game in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that game went a while and then the bar opened. We all went to the bar and then we went out to the, I guess kind of, I guess Jeff kind of does this um, dinner every year um, where people go out to a, a burger or beer joint and, drink and have a beer, have a you know have a burger real quick then come back to the convention so then we did that um and um i don't know that was that was okay i don't i don't know if you want to talk about that or not dave uh, well i didn't think the service was particularly good uh apparently i had a little bit to drink and uh, uh i i ended up screaming at some waitress about a scotch egg i guess that i ordered like <laughs> it's one thing it's one thing to order something and not get it it's another thing to be billed for it and have her not fucking bring you the thing so that kind of fucking really set me mm. off and then at the very end we're basically leaving she's like do you want me to bring you the scotch egg i'm like fuck no i don't want the scotch egg now like like <laughs> like we it, it was it, there, there's another thing that happened that i only talked about in private that was very funny yeah yeah that was pretty good too but it, it also didn't help that we kind of were stuck with like you you guys can have this room but you you guys only have like 45 minutes to eat and drink so sure. it's like oh the okay. service was pretty shit place though that's yeah. no reflection on jeff or anything else i mean jeff, no. jeff the whole time ran a great convention yeah. so uh but this particular thing i think was not really our speed so uh it was a mix yeah. about half of them were like regular guys who maybe would have been there like guests kind of of jeff's like like you know like not vips but you know guys who he wanted to invite to this special dinner for the convention the other half was like degenerates from the guild and it was literally almost geographically divided in half like one half of the giant table was regular people and one half of the table was guildies so I was on the border, <laughs> but I was, I was yeah. definitely represented. <laughs> yes, definitely represented. I, I, sure. I don't know if I was yelling, but at some point I know I was talking long distance to the waitress in the middle of the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a long distance uh, communications going on for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the service is back. So, so then we yeah. came back and we made it back to the uh, gaming area. Yeah, then we made it back. I ended up playing. Uh, it was a World War Three game, and, the, and kind of with, the reason um, we can switch back and forth is because if guys who haven't been to conventions with us is when when the when the AAC goalies all go, we all fucking hang out together. So it's like we're all crewing up the whole time. So it's like one big yeah. group. So yeah. Um, so then late, late that night, I played uh, a World War Three Eisen, Eisenberg Gap game with. Um, it was um, Eeyore, Tyler, and I think it was um, I think it was Ralph. God, I can't remember the the, the third guy, the other guy that was in our game. It was another guildy though, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, um, I was too, that. I was too was, drunk. I don't remember. Yeah, you were you were doing your charge at the table right next to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hammered. I literally yeah, was I, ca I called my wife that night. I, I said told at some point I told uh, Duck I'm like. I had to call my wife because I'm supposed to be playing Lava Tai with him. And uh, she's like, you need to go to bed right now. 
you're done. <laughs> She's like, you're finished. You need to go to bed. <laughs> so I just went to bed. She knows. You know, it's funny. We were playing, and I look up at one, at one point. You were over there with Duck. And then I look up at another point, and all of a sudden, Duck is there by himself. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe Dave just went to go get a drink. And then you never came back. And I was like, oh, okay. Dave did not need another drink. Dave was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave needed bed. Um, so some of the other games I played, I guess, would be um, I played uh, a, a Labyrinth, um, the counterterrorism game. I played that with uh, Calum. I got to play uh, what's the new the new GMT pl- uh, World War Two playing game that you really like, Jason. Um, That's right, Wing, Wing Leader. Wing Leader. Got to play that with Duck and Rent Boy. That was great. Yeah, Duck. Duck is like the prophet now for for Wing Leader. He runs around all the conventions. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Whispering yeah. people's ears. Just, just yeah. Wing are you like literally rolling dice, or are you like playing Yahtzee or something yeah. right now? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a, we gotta put. We're just, gonna have to put the duck restriction where duck has to stand yeah. perfectly still while he's pressing down on his Um, and then that night, I ended up playing. I played baseball with you. That's right, and that was B mode. What does yes, that even mean? I have no. I don't. I have no idea what B mode okay. means. So, so we played. Uh, and I guess we'll just we can tag team this. It'll probably make it make more sense. But. Uh, so after the scotch egg dinner, obviously, I, I hit the rack. After poor Duck had set up this gigantic Labatai game, hoping that I, we could play together, and I was just too fucking hammered to play. So was it going to happen? Um, uh, Friday morning, uh, we played History Maker Baseball. Uh, Burn and Justin played each other. I think we ran a History Maker Baseball game that morning. Yep. Then I played ASL with Pete. Uh, and then in the evening, and I'll talk about my ASL game with Pete later, but... We, I did skirmish kit with uh, with Rent Boy. We played skirmish kit, and then we did history ba- history maker baseball with Justin and the Duck. And let me tell you, like Duck, or I think it might have been Reeves. Reeves had a bottle of uh, whiskey. Yeah, and we had been drinking uh, just beer. Like, we were into that thing. We'd go whiskey. Like that. <laughs> and that bottle like evaporated in about ten seconds. It was gone. And, yeah. and we were screaming, whiskey, like throughout the place. <laughs> and then, then Justin got so drunk that he, God bless him, he was like me. It was in the finest traditions of Dave. He would not <laughs> just go to bed. He would insist that he was going to try to read the results off the chart. And he would just go like, he would be like, be more. <laughs> like, what does he mean? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> I, I, I was pretty looking up, but at some point I'm like, "Whoa, that dude is really fucked up." <laughs> Justin, but he would not. He would not go to bed. <laughs> it was just like I'm still yeah. playing. Yeah. Eventually, I guess I, uh, you know, it was one of those. It's one of those moments where then I kind of. I remember like I woke up in my. I made it to my. I made it to my hotel room. And then it must have been like three or four in the morning because my time, my, my timing was all, all right, also off. So like four in the morning was like seven o'clock to me in time to get up. So I got up, I think at four o'clock and I started wandering the halls of the hotel and just kind of walking around and I'm still like absolutely trashed. Um, but I went down back to the, back down to the, the, the room 
on where the games were to see if you guys were still there. Because I was like, oh, yeah, we'll play some more games. <laughs> Four in the morning? Yeah, we're in bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but luckily, I, w- I went down there because then I found, I guess, my, I left my cell phone down there because then I found that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was the cool too. Like, I'd leave my iPad down there. I mean, it's like, it's pretty safe and secure. So it's not like. Yeah, everyone there was very cool like that. It was just, I didn't feel weird leaving my cell phone around or anything like that. Yeah, yeah I, I felt bad because I was kind of showing Reeves how to play uh, War of the Rat, which was like a skirmish kit scenario. And then at some point, I'm like, yeah, you're fucked. Like, it, it just shows you the learning curve on ASL where once you learn the rules, <laughs> what the fuck stop you doing? doing that, Justin. <laughs> fucking, if you're going to do shit, Justin, Put the stop electric clicking down. on the fucking button, Put the ring away. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> No, he's. Are you messing with your fucking painting brush? No, I, I might be. Stop fucking around with the brush. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so so I was playing. I was playing with uh, with Reeves, and we did War of the Rat. But at some point, you know, like when you're showing somebody how to play who's just starting to learn and excited, you know, you're like, it just shows. Like a year or two later, after me starting to play, I'm like, yeah, you're fucked now because I'm just gonna do this, this, and this to you. And he's like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was basically like, but we played the hard couple turns just working through the rules. But you definitely, your level of play improves with that game as you, as you learn it more, which is interesting. Um, so that was, that was Friday night. Uh, I won Drunkiest Guildy Thursday night. Justin definitely won it Friday night. Um, s- Saturday, I played more ASL with, uh, with, uh, Pete Gate, and then I played Seki Gahara with Eeyore uh, Saturday night. What'd you do on Saturday, Justin? Oh, I won, How'd you do? But only because only because uh, nice. I didn't tell him the victory conditions until the very end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's, um, that's his fault. And he was a master at doing loyalty challenges on me. At one point, I think I almost literally threw my cards at him. I was so angry. Like. Like his experience with me is is me calling him a motherfucker like every five minutes when he does a loyalty nice. challenge, or and he would have like he would play like five clans and then I'm like oh fucking loyalty he would have like a sixth card from that clan in his hand I'm like That's who crazy. has that many cards from that clan <laughs> so he beat me on every single loyalty challenge so probably a moral victory for Eli. So uh, yeah, so Saturday I played um, I played uh, Triumph and Tragedy with uh, Tyler and his friend. Uh, fuck, his name escapes right now. Tim. Um, Tim. 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 Yeah, he, another. It was really great. And he helped us out a lot with the Seki Gahara game because he likes Seki Gahara a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I played that with them, and I try to remember what else I. I think Saturday was kind of a just kind of bum around day for me i just kind of bummed around checked out some other games and just kind of watched people right. i guess i was right. also kind of hungover. out of right. it on Saturday. <laughs> but, yeah. so so what was your hangover cure did you have a hangover cure you take in the mornings or just um actually i had a, a so thursday night rent boy and i got a bottle of bailey's from the grocery store so every morning um, at least I would be, I would, you know, have a little bit of hair of the dog in the morning. Wow. Respect. With some cock. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, so uh, I, I played uh, Valor of the Guards on 
Friday and Saturday with Pete, and it was a lot of fun. And it's, it's funny because I was the Soviets, and Pete basically completely fucked me up. I mean, he blasted me. But it, the, the, because it's a decent-sized scenario, it means the punishment will take a long time before <laughs> I actually finish it. Um, but some of my experiences were like Pete setting up an infantry gun and mentioning, oh, these infantry guns are relatively useless. Like, we don't really get to use them. You know, they're not very effective. And then roll snake eyes and then snake eyes for the damage and basically rubbles. I, I basically had guys hiding inside a fortified building and it turned them all into like bloody jelly. Like the infantry gun shot, like fired in through the mailbox and like uh, killed every guy in the building. As soon as he said that this gun is not a good shooter. So, uh, Pete killed almost all of my Soviets. Uh, I think he almost exterminated every single guy I had. Uh, the, the biggest problem with the scenario was it was one where, uh, where every, every, uh, every time he would roll my, my sand number, which was a six on two dice, I should have gotten a chance to roll for reinforcements, but out of like maybe 400 or 500 potential rolls, uh, for sniper checks, he only rolled a six on two dice, like five times or six times which just was brutal as far as the scenario goes. Because I'm supposed to be able to generate new troops whenever he does it, probably a three or four. So that was a bad experience. So and then Justin, we played Fallen Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was good. Yeah, I had to get going. So it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't like uh, we could really do it, but I think you were pushing me. But, you know, actually the French were holding them better than they have in the past. I think that's just luck, though. How that's gonna work yeah it was i think it was a really good starter scenario for that game because i think I, you know i had just pushed some counters around and read the rules and i was just i was just happy to be able to play that game because i think it's a really beautifully done game and you know yeah and i think it's called like it, Russian it, sledgehammer or something like it's like basically yeah. are just coming there's tongue so i think definitely for a guy who hasn't played a lot of the game the Prussians are a great side to have because it's it's more forgiving because you have so many troops. Uh, for the French, forget it. If you you don't, I, I well, I'm saying that I have never won <laughs> as the French, but I seem to always play yeah. the French. Yeah, so I played that in the morning with you, and then after that, I had the pleasure of playing uh, Infidel with Ralph, uh, which I I'd never played um, a game from that series. Um, and it was really, it was really great to have Ralph, who developed the game, be able to show me, show it to me, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. It was great. Uh, it makes me want to look more into that series, uh, for sure. Because Ralph's such a dreamboat. He's so comforting and supportive. I mean, he offers you all the emotional support you need during the game. Just a yeah. pillar of humanity. Yeah, yeah, he really That's is. Right. And Ralph, it's Ralph's interesting because Ralph actually brought his wife and his boy to the the convention. I guess his wife thought it would be a nice uh, uh, like adventure for them to come. <laughs> but then it turns out his son was sick, so he had to take care of his boy most of the time. So we, like the middle days, we didn't see Ralph as much. But yeah, I enjoyed playing Fallen Eagles uh, with Justin. I wish we could have kept playing, but that was kind of, it's kind of one of those games where after the first turn, then you're in the groove and you know how to do everything. Like you kind of got to get back up to speed. I mean, there's so many rule sets. It's like, you kind of have to figure out what you have to do, but with Fallen Eagles, after the first turn or two, it's all intuitive. So then you're like, it starts to really move. Yeah, it becomes very intuitive to the point where I was like looking at the rules and I almost like playing it again. I'd almost be interested in adding some additional rules, especially like the Fog of War rules, where like you don't see the players' stacks, 
you were it, where it's only the the um the com- basically the commander moving uh, you don't see uh, the whole regiment come out until you're right on them. oh yeah i didn't i don't know anything about it so I'm just, i've played because most of my play has been solo anyway it doesn't really matter yeah and then we uh, then we watched the super bowl and the the hotel supplied us with a taco bar <laughs> so i watched the super bowl with ralph and calem and some of the other some of the other guys uh jeff newell was is there it, and some of the is other his name calem or callum oh god i'm putting your name wrong the entire time i think it's Cal. maybe it's Cal. because I, 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 I was wondering about the same thing like man i've been saying it wrong i i knew he does not like to be called cal because Pete called him Cal and got no act. So I think you <laughs> But I think it's but, so you just you just made the list, Justin. You made Cal's yeah, list. Yeah, I'm, careful. I'm on his shit list. You should but, definitely but overall but overall it was a uh, it was a fantastic I had a really fantastic time and it was really well done convention. I this was like the first board game uh, war game convention I've been to. I've been to uh, miniature games before, uh, miniature conventions before. Um, but I had an absolute blast, and I'd totally go again. Yeah, and w- sure. what I would say is like Jeff, the guy who runs the convention, Jeff Newell. Uh, I I really wanted to not like him because he's so enthusiastic, and it's kind of against my nature <laughs> to be that, that enthusiastic about stuff. But it reminds me of something my boss used to say about a guy we worked with. He said he's kind of hard to hate. Like you want you want to not like a guy sometimes, like me personally. But uh, Jeff was a great guy. Uh, he runs the convention. Very generous. Like uh, did you did Paul ever give you your stupid game that Jeff gave you, Jason? No, I think we're gonna get together this week. All right, so I've been out uh, of town since basically since he got back. I mean, Jeff basically is selling off stuff. The, the flea market there is ridiculous. Uh, uh, Tyler got the entire Third World War series for like forty bucks, like all the games. Wow, that's like a three hundred dollar eBay sale. Yeah, that's like, crazy. And Jeff gave me some great deals on ASL products. I mean, so it was uh, so so. Yeah, Jeff Jeff was awesome. So I ended up liking him despite my. My, my, I, I thought I was not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, you. I don't think you could. I don't think you can leave that convention without getting something for free. Just the amount of prizes that they were giving away was just ridiculous. The only that's awesome. So yeah, the staff was really attentive. They would come. They serve beers at the tables. You can order lunch in advance, and they bring you your game. I wouldn't want somebody to order lunch to my game because I don't want their little greasy chicken finger fingers all over my pieces and stuff. But. Uh, the only thing I would critique the place on, and this is just a minor critique, is um, the way the bathrooms are set up. Uh, the men's bathroom looks like it's a closet, and the women's bathroom is kind of recessed the way you'd expect the bathroom to be. So there's always a tendency for me to want to walk into the women's bathroom instead of the men's bathroom. <laughs> That's dangerous. I, I only say this because I don't know if other people have done this, but I've done this before at a casino where you walk into the bathroom and you really had to go and you're sitting down and you're like, oh, thank God I made it. You're like relaxing. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, I hear women's voices. Yeah. And then you're I like, I see any urinals. Then you're like, wait a second, were there, were there urinals <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the room? And then you're like, oh, shit. Then you're like, well, shit, I got to wait this shit out. Like, I got to wait these ladies leave. <laughs> and you can't just wait for them to leave. Like, you literally have to be able to, like, make a clean exit out the door without anyone seeing you coming in. Yeah. It's very dangerous. 
So it's a small nitpick, but I think they need to remodel the entire downstairs of the hotel to make the men's bathroom similar. Because the men's bathroom is like a door right off the hallway. And I always want to just walk into the women's bathroom. I don't know if that's some kind of transgender issue I have or... I don't know. No, no judgment. That's it. I mean, if that's my, this, that's my only complaint. So, and then October is the advance after combat, right? What are we calling it? Is it advance after combat? I, is that, I think that works. Is that going to be it? Okay. Or, or, or something similar to that. Can Can I go get a beer at this point? Can we get beers and? Yeah, I'm getting another drink. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, overall, I thought it was a great convention. I thought Game On did a really great job. Jeff, the the convention um, director, I guess, was really cool, and uh, it was great to see guys that like like that we hadn't seen before who were guildies. Uh, I got to meet Mike Toot. I got to meet uh, Igor in person. Uh, Jeff Newell, who runs the convention. I got to meet uh, Burn and Justin and uh, Callum. Callum kind of came, I think he did some of the Euro stuff. And then he would just kind of come by and observe us while he was drinking beer as we were being completely fucking ridiculously drunk. But that could be understandable because I think there are some like big personalities. In the group, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. So maybe like the first time you're kind of like, I'm going to initially, I'm just going to journal some notes on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a great convention. And he was kind of last minute too. Right. So he didn't have anything set up. He just kind of like, Oh should I have availability? I'm going to go. Right, and, and you know, most of the guys are pretty cool, though. There were a bunch of douchebags in the Fed Commander game. Uh, not all of them. I will say some of the guys on my side were okay, but uh, those guys who are douchebags know who they are. Uh, I don't have to name them. Um, and, and, you know, there are some gamer guys that are kind of... Oh, and Doug's there, too. Oh, that, Doug was oh, that's right. Doug was there also. Doug, Doug played a lot of stuff. And uh, obviously, Duck and Ralph and Pete and all the, the guys that are always up there for the... The Seattle stuff who I've seen before. So, but I hadn't met Pete before, so that was the first time I met Pete. And Pete and I play ASL every Thursday night, so that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. But that's it. That's game on. So uh, let's see. What have you been playing lately, Justin? Anything good? Uh, so lately I've been playing. Uh, so face to face down at the down at the club. Um, I've been playing. We have a five person game of Genesis going. And it's going okay. I don't know how much longer it's going to go, just because some of us aren't really feeling it. Is it a card game, or is that? It's kind of like it's. It has cards in it, but it's definitely not card driven. It's kind of like I heard from what I've heard. It's like Pax Romania light. Okay, I played that. Yeah, um, I'm playing uh, Fighting Formations, uh, and then. Uh, on Vassal, I got going. Uh, Jesse and I have started uh, bat- the Battle uh, for Normandy, which is a monster Normandy game, um, which is really enjoying that so far. That's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, I'm doing a uh, the Red Winter with Ross from the Guild and uh, Food Chain Magnate, which is a Euro game. I'm doing that with Doug and Gersh and Lucas. And then Jason and I have a 
another kind of more euro game, uh, worse than Das Bulk. That I owe you a turn from probably a week ago. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm terrible at my turns. No, you did pretty good this weekend. You had some turns in this weekend, I think. I thought you did. I mean, I'll take my not, turn right now. Yeah, right. yeah. He he's not running turns out like a single guy who has no kids, right? Like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's basically a single guy. You're like, uh, I could go to the bar, could wank, or maybe I'll yeah. just uh, do a turn right now. Or take my turn. turn yeah. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Jace, what do you play? Almost nothing. Um, so other than the board game core. I'm not even going to pronounce that that the game's name. Playing 1989 with uh, Mike Haggerty and playing a Guild game of 1846, the the railroad game. Did but you I, not play? Did you not play drinking games with Marshall Wilson? No, we didn't play any games. So what what did you guys do? Did you go out there to visit? Yeah, so I was in Ashburn for um, for work and said, hey, you know, it's like an hour away from you guys. Let's meet up. So we met up in a uh, Blue Ridge Grill in Ashburn or uh, Leesburg, Virginia, um, just to have dinner. We ended up going to a, a game store afterward, but the game store didn't really have anything I was looking for. Um, but yeah, it was great hanging out with those guys. The, the dinner, the food at the at the restaurant was really good. Um, but and they talked about it a little bit on their on their podcast. I ordered a Manhattan, and she said, "What kind of liquor do you want?" And I said, "Rye." And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, like, rye whiskey. And she still looked at me like I was crazy. So I said, like, R-Y-E. Well, well, what if we don't have that? And I said, well, I guess I'll have bourbon if, if you don't have that. So they, she brought it back. And apparently they never sell Manhattans because you could tell, like, the sweet vermouth had turned. So it was basically vinegar, Jim Beam, and, and maybe, maybe a dash of bitters if I'm lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't serve that shit to experts. No, yeah, I was very disappointed. So I, I should have learned my lesson and just ordered, just order like a a soda or something or a beer, God forbid. Um, but then I ordered a whiskey, and she told me that they had Canadian Club and Seagram Seven. I was like, that that can't be all the bourbon, all, all the whiskey you have. Um. So I ordered an iced tea, and then Haggerty was like, oh, I don't think she understands that bourbon is whiskey. So they, they ended up having Maker's Mark, which I got. But it was great. Hanging, it, like, it was surreal sitting down with those guys, and they were telling stories just like they do on the podcast. So I got my own little podcast, which was, which was nice. It was very... Um, well, then I very, guess you motivated them to actually podcast. Yeah, and then they recorded. Then they podcast. Nice. So, yeah. so it's like it's basically the pod, their podcast is like Groundhog Day. Like it happens once a year. We all wait for it. What's up? Had you met them before? No, no. I don't even think I had talked to Mike on the phone. I've talked to Marshall a couple times. But yeah, because Marshall will randomly call you on your cell phone. Uh, yeah, I've had that experience. Well. So uh, just so guys know, we're talking about uh, uh, Mike and Marshall from the MGR Messy Game. The Messy Game so. Room. Yep. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was very, very surreal, especially like hearing the stories that I've heard a couple times told over and over again on the podcast and then telling them like they were told for the first time. Well, you know, it it's a, funny because that happens when uh, – you do a podcast because you tell stories on the podcast and you don't realize you've told them because 
you're talking like you're talking you, to you somebody talk new. About this. I'm talking to you for right. right. a story. So then right. when I'm telling somebody a story, like the guys will be like, Ralph will be like, yeah, I know. I heard it. I'm like, how did you hear it? And he's like, well, because I listened to your fucking <laughs> podcast. I, I heard you tell it to somebody. Oh, and the one thing I wanted to say that I really appreciate is every uh, convention I've ever been at, uh, I've always had guys come up and say, hey, are you from the Advanced After Combo podcast? Like, I really love this, or I really enjoyed the story, or I love this part, or this had me laugh my ass off. We always appreciate it. So it's always great. Again, at Game On, yeah. I had a really cool guy come up, a nice guy come up and say, hey, I just want to take the time. Don't want to bug you. You're playing, but... I really love this. I guess I told some story about my mother-in-law or something. He's like, oh, the heavy roll. I loved it. So actually his name was Mike. So I wanted to say thanks for that. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had the, inver- I had the reverse reaction to that at, at a console world last year when we were all there. I said, somebody said something about like, oh, are you from advanced Over combat? Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> he just kind of walked away. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He don't want to be associated. And even uh, Carrie Anderson, uh, um, Callendale was like, "Hey, Carrie Anderson wants some video taken of his of his game, but I didn't bring my camera. Can you can you come do some video for him?" Like, yeah, I you know I walk over with my with my camera. And it was like, "Oh no, yeah, no, that's that's okay. I'll I'll, I'll just wait." <laughs> yeah, thanks. Who's Carrie? Who's Carrie? Who's Carrie Anderson? Um, he did um the what is the name of the company? Micro Game Group. Um, he did the Smoke Jumpers game. He has one game that one small step has up on their pre-order. The Third Whatever. World War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was better guy. off without me, and I was better off without him. It was nice, but yeah, but having the funny. yeah the the exact opposite reaction was was very nice for me. I don't know, Jason. I get nothing but love. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know, and I'm pretty fairly fairly easy to get along with, but. People, I think out like of the us two sometimes. of us, I think out of the two of us, you would be the one that people should like like more. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of socially awkward though. I think people feed off of that. You're a little bit yeah, more you, gregarious than I am. You do Maybe I'm easier to get too. along with. I think it's the poisoning. That's the pe- poison well, yeah, people. and the stiletto and the in the kidney. That's right. Jason's the dangerous one, folks. I'm loud and, I'm loud and harmless. While, while you're watching me, Jason is sneaking around for the back. That's stack. right. That's right. Doing the All dirty right, work. So, so uh, conventions, uh, that's what... So, Jason, we did your games you've been playing. That's it? That's yep. What, what have you been playing? I bought Eurofront 2 in the latest Gersh sale. So uh, I have now set up the complete Eurofront game on the main table. So that's East Front, West Front, and Eurofront. So thank you, Gersh. Gersh goes goes through these phases, right, where he's going to uh, buy a bunch of games and sell a bunch of games. (laughs) And he gets gets rid of all of them. I I think I bought something at every one of his sales. He's shedding games right now. So this is the opportunity (laughs) to strike. Yeah, I picked uh, up a Thunderbolt Apache leader from him this time. Yeah, so I'm doing that. I, I've also been doing a little uh, BAR uh, from Clash of Arms. So I've been playing the Battle of Mama because I figured, well, screw it. After Kyle gave me shit for uh, trying to do Fontenoy, uh, I wanted to like to kind of do the easy version. Then he's like, then I just got into it and I did Battle of Mama, which is kind of cool because it's a, it's an area where I grew up. In fact, I went to school with people 
who are named after some of the locations. So like the Wyckoff Farms. I went, oh, wow. after, I went to school with John Wyckoff. And so um, uh, I'm sure he's remotely related to them, but it was kind of cool to, to play games when you grew up in the area. So are there two BAR systems or series? Because there's battles no, there's, of the there's Age only, of Reason? There, there's B-A-O-R? Battles of the American Revolution, B-O-A-R, which might be Battles of the American Revolution. And then and B-A-R, the which I think is Clash of Arms. The one I'm talking about is Clash of Arms. Okay. And it Together. is nice. I, I, and, and basically what I was, I played online with uh, Mitch, and Mitch kind of walked me through a little bit. And then I had the primer, and then I went through, or primer, primer, don't know what that's called again. Uh, <laughs> uh, we went, I went through that, and that made it a lot clearer. So now that I'm playing, and once I got used to the differences, the American Revolution has some different scale rules as opposed to Europe. And uh, it, it's the nice thing is there's one set of rules as opposed to the Labatai system from Clash of Arms, which is like so many different sets. So, but I, I've been kind of soloing through that. We're doing Space Empire, Space Empires online. Um, they're yelling at me because I haven't finished my turn on that. That's it, I think. ASL as usual, and then doing Silver Bayonet with uh, Ralph. And uh, nice. Talk, I'm not going to talk about Silver Bayonet because we're not the Silver Bayonet podcast. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, so, Justin, do you have a review you'd like to do? Yeah, sure. I have a review. What would you like to review? Uh, I'm going to do a review for a game that I played at Game On, and I played a few times. It's uh, Triumph and Tragedy. All right. Let's try to keep it under 10 minutes. Okay. I'll keep it really brief. And, and Justin just left the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it, it, was, it was so brief that he just left the room. Oh, he said, fuck you guys. Okay. W- welcome I'm back. I'm sorry about that. Welcome back, Justin. <laughs> and that's my review. Still kind of um, laughing without the, the click button. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is like, this is like where uh, Scott was like, well, when you don't click, when you laugh, it sounds like it's a laugh track. <laughs> So, uh, Triumph and Tragedies, uh, GMT game, um, it's a World War II, uh, kind of, uh, area strategy level. All right, all right, level. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> just kidding, so, just kidding. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> so, it's a, what's great about this game is that it's a three-person, uh, war game, which, um, I haven't come across a lot uh, a three-person war games. Um, one person's the Western Allies uh, with France. Uh, one person's Russia. Uh, the other person is uh, Germany and Italy. And um, as with like a lot of World War II games, you know, uh, you're trying to take air control. Um, but um, there's a couple different ways you can win. Uh, you can either just completely try to crush your uh, an opponent. Uh, you can try to build atomics. Uh, and drop an atomic bomb, or you can just win peacefully through economics. Um, the game, Lame. Can be, yeah, the game can actually <laughs> be played with 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 no war at all. I've actually played a game where there was Lame. no one declared war on each other. <laughs> um, the the system is it's it's by the same guy that did um, East Front Two and Euro Front and a lot of those other block games from Colombia. Okay, now I'm interested. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> So the uh, the combat so the combat system is is 
is very, very similar. There's blocks, you have armor, you have infantry, you have air, uh, you know, you have battleships, carriers, submarines, um, and then they have pips on them. Um, and when you go into battle, it's, it's kind of similar to like East Front 2 where a battle doesn't, you know, it only lasts one round. So you could bring in, you know, a bunch of blocks like into the Baltic states to try to take it. Uh, but then, you know, you it only it only lasts one season. So then other people could, you know, your opponents could also bring in more reinforcements and stuff. Um, and then the block, the blocks are all hidden, um, except for when they go into combat and they lay down. Same with uh, East Front 2. Um, it starts in 1936 and goes to 45. So, so how does the pre-war stuff work? In so, the 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 meets the meat of the game is like all through these cards. There's two different types of cards. Um, there's action cards, and then there's investment cards. Uh, the action cards have uh, two different two different ways you can use them. Um, each action card has a neutral country uh, listed on it, and there's a diplomatic phase, and you go around the table and you play a card and say I, I have a Sweden card. I play a Sweden card. And it would go, you know, it keep going we keep keep going around until nobody wants to play any cards anymore. Um if 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 say I'm Russia and the German player plays a Sweden card, it would stop my Swedish card from going off. If my Swedish card stays there at the end of the diplomatic phase, then I get to place an influence in Sweden. Uh once I have three influence in Sweden, then I, then I would get it. Um, so that's one way you can use the action cards. Um, um, so you know, like um, you, you know, as Russia, like you, you know, you probably want to try to get Persia and Turkey because there's there's resources down there. Um, you know, as Germany, you like you want to try to get Romania and, and so on. But you can also like it's great because you can also fuck with other players by like. Uh, by by playing cards against them, so that they can't take that. Um, is is then, it possible as Germany to win the game, or is it kind of? Yeah, yeah. I've I played as I've played as Germany and won the game, and I've seen I've seen Germany win a few times. Um, because the other thing with the game is, um, it's not it's not Western allies and Russia against Germany. It's all against all. So I've had a game where it was the Western allies and Germany. Uh, at war with each other. We'll, meanwhile, Germany is just kind of sitting there, kind of watching, waiting for the right time to kind of jump in. Russia, Russia's waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Um, so the other type. So, so that's and, and this this game is Europe only, right? There's no Pacific War or anything. No, it's yeah, it's Europe only. It's Europe only. So I mean, that's a big part of the game. Is and it's and it's super light. It's super light. Like. Um, playing these cards, getting these neutrals to get over to you. Um, now you can also just go in and attack the neutrals too. You don't have to, you know, if you've been playing cards for a while and Romania isn't going your way, you're just going to say, fuck it, I'm just going to go in and take Romania because I need that oil. You know, so you just go in, you can just go in and take it. Um, then the other, right. the other is investment. Because for the attacker, sure. you can shoot first. Uh, 10 for fun. Um, one to ten for fun. I'd say it's probably you know I probably say it's like an eight. It's I, I've had a I've had a blast playing with it. Do you, and, do you think this is like your uh, World War? I mean, everyone's always looking for that World War Two European strategic game. Is this like your go-to game right now? I would I would say I would say it's my go-to game for like um, 
it's a game for you know a really light game like if we if we have like if we have like an afternoon and we just want to drink beers and play a world war ii strategy game this is it for sure so normally if it wasn't for this game what would be your go-to world war ii strategy game? right now it's uh unconditional surrender oh nice okay good yeah yeah yeah, but in you know, like I said, like the beer factor, like you can drink a lot of beers and play this game. It like after one round, I think you know, like Tyler and Tim, we all just clicked and we immediately got it. It was super easy, and it's super fun. And there's a lot of like fuck you moments, which I like in these kind of games, and it's a blast. Right, because you're doing card play against each other. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, good. All right. How about you, Jason? You got a game you want to review? Sure. I actually have two games, but I'll be really quick. Uh, so one of the Christmas packages I got this year was um, actually two games. Um, two that I – this wasn't part of the White Duck. It was outside of that. Um, but they were they were both up on the White Duck, um, and I was bitching about how much I wanted them. And then somebody sent them to me, which was really nice. Um, so Voyage of the um, – BSM okay, so, Pandora. So hold on real quick. What did you do? You complained on the guild about not having them or wanting them? No, I, 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 just, I just want to make sure I know exactly what you did. Okay, so you, so you posted So that it works you for said, you next year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, man, those those games you know, have been at the top of my want list for a long time, and nice. those okay, look really okay. good, and I really want to okay, play good. them. I just want to I know don't what do, to do that on purpose, but it always ends up in my favor, which... Maybe one of these days I'll learn my lesson and start doing it on purpose. Uh, so it's Wreck of the BSM I don't think you need to Pandora. change anything. It seems to be working out for you. <laughs> I'm <So>. doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've made out pretty well over the years. Uh, so it's Wreck of the BSM Pandora and Voyage of the BSM Pandora. So uh, Wreck came out first. Voyage came out after. These are um, SPI games. They were also in the Ares magazine. Um so Voyage um, is a solo-only game. It's a paragraph-driven par par paragraph um, kind of RPG-ish space exploration game. Um, what you're doing is you, you start off basically from Earth, and then you go visit and explore these planets. Um, and that sounds really great, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun game. Um, but I kind of liken it to the movie Interstellar. Like it starts off really well, full of excitement, but you quickly realize it's not going to end well. Um, so you start off exploring, and then you quickly start losing crew members, and you start dying off. And then after a little bit of that, it gets a little bit frustrating. Um, the the rules are pretty easy. The components are are a little iffy. It's it's a '70s Aries magazine game. They're, they weren't really known for their components um, but the rules are, are well laid out you can find everything the paragraphs are a little repetitive and not always 100 percent clear um, but it's definitely playable um, it's just a little clunky it, it definitely shows its age so um, so what's the strategy in wreck of the pandora is this the one where you're going from room to room trying to look for stuff right so that's wreck i'm talking about voyage so Voyage is what happens before the Pandora wrecks. Um, so you're going around on like an exploration, like a Star Trek mission. Your your mission is to go explore these vast planets and and find creatures and and you know discover what these planets have and then come back to Earth. Um, but that you, you you die pretty pretty quickly, at least from a you know individual crew members dying off. And then the next one 
is wreck of the pandora and and, and yes that that's the one where um you're kind of you the pandora wrecks um you wake up or several people wake up um unconscious kind of forgetting what's where um so the the map is like a a grid of pods and and corridors um with a bunch of face down information and unknown information off in a draw pool um so you'll wake up and move around and, and explore the ship trying to repair yeah, I, it I think along. i think bruce garrett did a review of this i just remember because i read it after um, the, listening to his horrible podcast and uh the review was great uh it described it as a row of urinals that you could peek under each urinal to see what was in the <laughs> urinal yeah Oh, not pretty... urinals, but bathroom stalls. Like you yeah, like a bathroom, bathroom stall. stall. You, you look for feet. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it is a lot of that. You can like look through portholes that are abstracted out and and roll to see what's in there, and you know if you want to take that corridor or not. And this is much more my style of game. It's it's a dice fest. You're you're rolling dice constantly um, to find out attributes on the, the different space creatures. Um, to find out, you know, even just the stats of your crew members. Um, I will say it's, I, I think it's probably impossible to win with just one or close to impossible to win with just playing one character, which is what the rules play. I think you can play one to six people, um, but I play it with oh, I thought you had at multiple, least two characters. I you had multiple guys. You can, so the, I don't think the rules say like you should play with all six people. Um, maybe you should. That would make the game a lot easier to play. Um, I've played it with one, two, and three, and I liked it with two. Um, it's still hard. Um, I think with six people, it might be a little bit too easy to win because you can the, do so what, much. What's the downside from playing with multiples? You you have a greater chance of triggering a bad thing, or no? I th I th well, you do, but I think you have so much opportunity to use somebody to find out what's in there, and then that the other person you know will go off and do their own thing I, I i don't know i think i think six would be easy but one person you know you get stuck in a corner or you you get into a room without checking it first and then you know you have three aliens on your back and and, and that doesn't end up well for you wow jason you um, really you really play solo games solo you're like i'm only gonna play myself and i'm only gonna play by <laughs> yeah. myself one it's character. me and my boot knife uh, i'm gonna be cornered Let's go. the, <laughs> i'm gonna be cornered in the back of some wrecked spaceship <laughs> exactly three aliens who aren't my friends i'm drunk i've been hit on the head and there's three aliens and they me. seem randy <laughs> <laughs> i put on the berry white and go to town um so yeah this is much more my style game um it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's it ends up being really light. Um, and somebody online actually put up a reordered uh, rule book, so it's kind of the rules are written in the sequence of play, which makes it a lot easier to play. Um, and it's still not perfect, but it but it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, so for Voyage, I give it a seven out of ten and and four beers. I think that the some of the paragraphs are a little confusing the way they're written. And and I would go down rabbit holes of, okay, well I didn't, and I was drinking. I'll, I'll just caveat this with with that, but like, well, this doesn't match, but this doesn't match, but this is close. Do I? I, I well, think the what should I have would, happened. I think the I was drinking caveat should be just basic blanket applied to anything. We're talking yeah, about that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I would not 
like I would spend too much time on a four sentence paragraph when really I should just none of these things matter. I I, I just move on. Um, so maybe that that four is just for me. And then for rec, um, I give it an eight point five. It's a lot of fun. Um, you'll end up taking a lot of damage and dying a lot, but for some reason, dying in rec to me was more fun than dying in voyage. Um, and I'll give it eight beers. It's 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 pretty light. Once you kind of get the feel for what the stats are and and what you should be doing, the game the game flows pretty quickly, even um, in a state as I am now, fairly inebriated. Yeah, these games kind That's of seem. This seems to be like a group of games. Like, remember what, what was the game where they're on the spaceship and the the aliens are on the spaceship and they're trying to figure out which weapons work well against them. Like you're on an alien oh, spaceship. Attack and you know the one yeah, I'm talking it's about. Yeah, Steve Jackson game. Yeah, right. And then like you don't know how each weapon works, but you've got different crew members. But all your crew members are aliens. I mean, these mm -hmm. games all seem to be in like a group for me. So they're kind of yeah. Yeah, I, I like that game. My son and I play that quite a bit. Yeah, that I like these old these old 70s and 80s sci-fi games a lot. And only on this podcast would we tell you about a game that we like and describe it, but we won't actually tell you the name. So, hey, good to your own fucking research, asshole. You got a computer. Hey, fuck it's off. Steve Jackson space game. Yeah. And by the way, I don't like how you can look at me now, so go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Go fuck Damn. off. Look at me in that tone of voice. Yeah, so, Come at uh, me. So, uh, Dave, it's your turn. I got talent. Talon, mm. the sci-fi three sci-fi games. I've been waiting for a long time for this game to come out, and this game's controversial because uh, the big controversy is you use dry dry erase markers to actually write on the uh, counters. That does make me a little nervous. Oh yeah, it's created it, it's it's created quite the buzz among the uh, the wargaming community. It's been horrific. So. People are like, what is the long? What are the long-term effects of the dry erase residue on counters? And, and basically, my response is, if you're playing the game enough that you think that's going to be an issue, I think you get your fucking money's worth out of the game. So, yeah, for sure. So uh, it would have been nice maybe if they were going to try to figure out how weird their community was to maybe uh, have quality dry erase markers that had dry erase erasers on the ends of them, which you can get like a little. Basically, it was a little foamy eraser, but they, mm -hmm. they didn't do that. And in fact, as it's, they sent me basically two small dry erase markers, and one of which no longer works. So I'm at 50% dry erase production for the game. But, <laughs> but luckily, I have enough dry erase shit that that's not a big deal. So uh, getting into the game, outside of the idea, the whole shocking idea that you actually draw on the counters. Um, I think the game's a very interesting compromise. It's uh, it's Federation Commander, but not as complicated as Federation Commander. So the idea with Federation Commander is you have counters that you play with. And uh, excuse me while I pour myself a delicious IPA. There we go. All right. Um, uh, Federation Command, you've got like a data card that you've got to draw all this fucking stuff on. Oh, I've got, I'm going to spend my energy here. And then I've also got this ship out on the map that I, oh, this data card is associated with that ship. And this data card is in with Feder, with uh, Talon, you draw actually on the counter. So there's no, oh, when shields get knocked off, you just mark off the shields. And when you uh, use up a weapon, you mark off the weapon as far as energy charging. So, 
um, I think it speeds it up in that you don't have to worry about this card to counter relationship anymore. Because it did come up even when we were playing. I'd be like, which fucking ship am I? Like, you're trying to look, you've got your card in your hand, and you can't figure out which ship you are in the battle when it starts to get big. So, uh, generally, the way the ships work is each ship has a, uh, a, a, a set of energy versus movement numbers that it can use. So um, it gets inverted where the more energy you use, the less movement you can use, and the more movement you use, the less energy you can use. So there's a scale based on ship size. So as an example, I'm glad you asked, Jason. Uh, it's a light cruiser. I'm, I'm following along. A light cruiser would be a three energy, a three movement, and a one turn mode. You could move it up or down to where it'd be two energy or four move or three energy or two move. So you can adjust like the way they proportion their, their power. But the kicker is, so basically there's six phases in a turn. Um, if you've got four movement, you're going to move in four of those six phases. And the, the way the, the turn phase works is there's a, when the number four appears in that phase, that's when a unit with four movement moves. So four of the six phases have fours in them. So, okay. But on the same token, when you have four energy, when, or four power, whatever they call it, uh, when there's a four and you have four power in that phase, you can burn an energy to uh, power to do something. And that can be uh, powering through a turn or doing a side slip or maybe trying to recharge a weapon or boost a shield. So the, the, the big struggle with the ships is between energy versus power versus movement. So do you know what I'm saying? So there's basically you can go yep. up, you can go up to six and, and based on how you want to slot your ship, as far as how you want its uh, power versus movement to be, uh, you can, you can decide whether you want to be high power or high movement. And that reflects on what you can do. Now, the, the interesting thing about the game is, so if all the ships were equal, that would be kind of blah. But the difference is the Terrans, the Earth guys, this is basically the game's about a fight between the Terrans and the Towns. Uh, the Terrans have batteries. If you charge your battery with energy, then you can act outside of that cycle. So even though your power number is not a, uh, in that particular initiative segment, you can use energy with your battery. And the talons have something called afterburners. So even though your movement is not a number in that particular segment, you can do something with movement by burning an afterburner. So both of the two races in the game have an ability to break the rules. So the Terrans can break the energy rules and the talons can break the, the movement rules by using batteries and afterburners respectively. Sure. So otherwise, but it, it seems nice, like it, it, having that all on the counter. Well, yeah, and, and so they and, and and flexible just seems to make it super playable. Yeah, so basically, they give the, the idea is in the beginning of the turn, you can decide how you want your ship to be laid out as far as uh, power or movement. So, uh, if I have a, a battle cruiser that starts at a three power and a three movement, I can decide to be a four power and two movement or a two power and four movement for that turn and then i can't change it but it means that i can only do so much you know if i'm a two movement i can only move when the twos come up but as a talon i can use my afterburner 
when I'm in an off phase where I don't have my number come up. So it's, it's kind of cool that the different sides of different weapons, uh, the Terrans have phasers, torpedoes, and a wave motion gun that can kind of shove units back. The wave motion gun is going to be mounted on like heavier ships. Uh, the uh, Talons have missiles and disruptors and like a fusion cannon. So, so basically as the, the, the way the game sorts out, the, the Talons are kind of attacking the Terrans. And initially they're smaller ships, but as they get bigger, the, uh, the Terrans get things like carriers and fighters, and the uh, Talons get things like dreadnoughts that can have these big main guns that can fire. So the two sides are asymmetric, which is kind of neat because it kind of makes for fun battles, I think, as you try to figure out which side you have to play. And the, the interesting thing too, uh, uh, like anything with carriers, I'm in. Like, so if it's got like a sci-fi game with carriers in the first edition, I'm like right away excited. Uh, the way the carriers work is they send their fighters out and they, they can send energy out to their fighters. And they're attacking the Terran home planet and they have different uh, battles that they fight as they go from square to square to square along the choices they make uh, with different terrain and different setups. So there's kind of like a flowchart campaign. But the other cool thing that I have not tested, so I have no idea if it actually works, is... It dovetails into Space Empire, which is the other GMT uh, space strategic game. So they made a technology chart for the Talons. So if you, you can play the Talons and Space Empires, and then as you buy technologies in that strategic game, it gives you abilities on the tactical game. So you could theoretically play oh, that's a Space pretty Empire game of Talon versus using space empires and use talent to fight out the battles that seems like it might be a little bit tedious <laughs> jason i don't feel like i even know who you are anymore. no like i don't know i unless these <laughs> unless these battles are very fast because you can you, you can have quite a few battles in space empires so if you have to play an hour long dogfight every time yes you use so you use the fucking space empires rules to, if you've got like a nine nineteen to one fight, use the Space Empire's rules to resolve it. I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just feel like you, <laughs> since since you hung out you, you, since you hung out with Marshall and Mike, I feel like you've changed. <laughs> I feel like you're not the same person. I have. I had a Miller Lite, and it, then it blew my mind. So between this and Federation Commander, which would you play, or you still play? I well. I, I would play Federation. I, I actually, let me say this about the game we played at Game On. I think if we'd had all, when Mike, when, actually Duck came around to me at one point and we had seven guildies and three extra guys, I said to him, this would have made a great seven player game. Mm. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. You know, if it could have just been our guys, I think it would have been a lot of fun. Uh, the nice thing about this is I think this is actually a much easier version of Federation Commander. See, that's to, to me, it, that, that makes it very intriguing. Because it gets away from the whole idea of I've got 12 energy that now I'm going to have to keep track. This basically says your energy allocation is, it's almost like you've got a dial, like a dial with three holes, like, you know, like a circle dial or whatever with three holes in it that you can see through. So as you rotate it, you can be like, oh, I want to be two, three. And so then you might say, okay, well, I could go, like, say you have a scout, your two power and your three movement. Well, if you go the other way on the thing, you could be two power and two movement. Well, 
you might ask, why would you ever want to go that direction? Why would you want less movement? But the key is you can use the power and the movement in the same term, same segment. So you can pay the energy to do a side slip in power and then do the side slip in the same phase. As opposed to if you're a two three, you have to do the energy to do the side slip. You put a side slip counter on your guy, and then you do the side slip in a three phase. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So there's, it's kind of like if you have two energies, you're going to get to spend energy twice in two of the six phases. And if you have three movement, you're going to get to move in three of the six movement phases, three of the six phases. But it's not guaranteed it's going to be the same phase. So there's some power to being able to use the power for a side slip and then use the movement for a side slip in the same turn as an advantage against your opponent. Yeah, I like that. And it's very deep. And the, and the game is very interesting as far as the armaments because basically you have arcs of fire and you can reinforce shields on your guys. You can use energy to do that. But the, the weapons fire very differently. So the fusion cannon for the talons for their heavy guys is a really devastating weapon. I mean, it does a, a ton of damage. Um, where the, you know, the, the wave motion gun for the Terrans does 10 damage, but it pushes guys back and has a chance to miss. The, few, it's, the, the game is very cool. I mean, it, basically, it's got a bunch of different fucking weapons for all the different forces. And uh, I think it's really good. So it basically gets rid of the energy card that you would have to worry about Federation Commander. You're basically writing an energy number and a movement number and then a turn mode on your uh, your ship that basically tells you which turn, which in phases you can do energy in, which phases you can do movement in, and then how many straight forwards you have to go. And, and the way turn mode works in this game is easy too, because if you have a turn mode of two, you put the turn mode to counter just two, two hexes in front of your ship. So when your ship gets to it, you no longer have to worry about it. Then you can turn again. So that there's turn mode counters that you put on the map. So one of the things that it has is uh, for energy, if you want to burn energy, you can do that thing where you say, I'm going to burn, I'm going to power through the turn. You reduce your turn mode by one. So if your turn mode marker was two ahead of you in the energy phase, you move it one closer to you to say, I'm powering through the turn. So now I don't have to wait so long to turn again. I'm guessing too, it's, it sounds like it might be like easier too to see um, your what your opponent's ship status is too. As opposed to like Federation Commander, where I was always just like, no, that's all right, true what, what, at, right, what 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 ship is you? What ship's most damaged right now? What you know, trying to figure that out. Whereas here, it's like right, sounds like it's right on the counter. This would be a great game to play where we're like, we're gonna do like a fucking eight by five table and fight like fifty fucking warships against fifty warships. You know, you could <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. do that with this game. Just be like, we're gonna just blast the holy shit out of everyone. Fighters, battleships. <laughs> I mean, that's what we want to do. I mean, I don't want to fight like the, the stupidest fights in Federation Commander, in like squadron level. Like, oh, I've got a D7 and you've got this guy. We're going to like, oh, now I'm going to rotate. It, you get into these things where, like in our game, where the guys are like, no, we're going to go past them. And then we're going <laughs> to we're we're fire our photons, then we're going to run away, and then we're going to reload. I'm like, that is the fucking stupidest. Like, do we have eight hours to play this game? We are not doing that shit. Like, <laughs> no, then we'll run and we'll recharge our photon torpedoes and then we'll come right back again. I'm like, yeah, the bar opens in an hour. We're not doing that. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> which means we have forty five minutes to play this game. Now, this game is more like, hey, let's just fucking fire some main main spinal mounts and let's get some guns firing and let's. Uh, it's great, and I think the campaign's interesting. But uh, the thing that really interested me is, for me, I'm always looking at fleet combat. I'm not interested in a light cruiser dueling with a, a, a Klingon D6 or whatever. For me, that's not interesting. I'm interested in the big battles and, and this themes like this is going to be great for like major battles. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything because I'm sure there is there there are some other aspects of it too. Like, um, and just so I can cover it. Um, I mentioned the impulses and how it works where if your number doesn't come up, but for energy, yeah, so the things you can do. So one of the things, so if you have power, you can reinforce your shield. You can try to charge up your weapons early, a side slip. You can try to power through a turn. You can charge a battery. But one of the other cool things is you can, um, oh, you can, bases and CVs can transmit uh, uh, to fighters, but you can also try to change the initiative. So you can use your energy to try to take the initiative back from the other player. So if you, he went first in that pulse and then you went second, basically you do all your stuff. You do your energy, your movement, your firing. And then in the second half, the, the second initiative player, the passive player does energy, movement, and firing when he has eligible. But then what you can do is you can try to take the initiative from him with energy by using more. You can, it's called a change the initiative. And he has to spend his energy trying to defend the initiative so you can get yourself to get a double turn. If you know you have guys that are going to be in the next, like, for example, if you're in C phase and you're a four, you have four energy and four movements, you know that you're going to indeed get four and four again. So you can try to seize the initiative from the guy by using your energy, almost like electronic warfare or something. So there's a lot to the game. I mean, it's, it's, there's something there. So. Is there talk of expanding it with more factions, or are they just going to keep it two factions? I don't know. It's kind of interesting because when I when I read the designer's notes, and I briefly read them, uh, it, it almost seemed like the, the big push for a lot of the cool stuff in the game was from the playtesters, that the designer was trying to go for more of a vanilla version of the game, and the playtesters really pushed hard for a lot of the special stuff that I think is really cool in the game. So... Um, well, how many factions are in the two. in the in the in the, the bigger oh. game, the Empire, uh, the Empire game? Well, fifty. Oh, okay. I mean, so there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot. There's, of, there's a lot of. Well, there's 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 four sides, and then if you get the next game, if you get the expansion, uh, there's uh, racial abilities, which is I don't I don't know if that's what it's called, like technologies or racial somethings. But each 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 side gets a special card that gives them a special ability. Like, but that's only within space empires. Ah, uh, okay. Like in our campaign game that we play. And by the way, I know, I know, I haven't returned my phone. <laughs> you fucking assholes! I know. I kind of punished them for not going to game on though. I felt like I was kind of punishing them for that. Like, like fuck you! You didn't go to game on. I so. But I, I think the game's like, and I think this game is like a forty-five, fifty-dollar game. It's not that much, dude. Oh, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. No, don't well, Jason. I assume at that point you're going to look it up for me. Are you not looking up for me right now? The cost. Yeah. I'll I'll just uh, believe I, you. I want to say it's forty-five, fifty dollars. Yeah. So there's uh, I'm looking at ten a Dogger Bank. How can you go wrong with the Dogger Bank 
uh, space naval game, sci-fi. That's pretty cool. It looks like there's there's twelve scenarios. Uh, the final one is Battle of the Line. One CV, four fighters, two battleships, one BC, and one carrier, or one uh, heavy cruiser versus a dreadnought, a battleship, two BCs, one CA, and one CL. But then it gets all into the campaign games, Empire War Mode, playing Space Empires, 4X with Talon. I mean, there's a lot here. I think it's there's a lot of bang for the buck. So, so. That's cool. And they recommend actually using Q-tips to erase the, the counters if you really want to erase them. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought that worked well. Pro, so, pro tip. That's all I got, bro. So, so what, do you, what do you give it? Oh, Jesus. Well, can you play it? You could, you, it, it, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I give it a kind of. I don't feel like I give games less than eight or nine usually, but I'll, I'll give it an eight. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a great game. Um, as far as beers, I think you can drink a lot of beers because the chart's pretty obvious. Basically, if your number comes up, it's time to do some shit. So if you're if you're in initiative A. And there's four, five, or six, and you've got a movement or an energy of four, five, or six. That's the time to do it. So I would say it's probably a six or seven beer game. Okay. That's I it. like that. That's what I got. Seems like a cool convention game. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun. Just kind of throw some shit out and. Yeah, and it comes with I think a half size map sheet and then a full size map sheet. So that's all like mounted. It's all mounted board. So. Very nice. But you can repair damage. There's a whole bunch of shit you can do that I haven't even covered. But just buy it. Why don't you <laughs> just buy learn it, about play the it. games? Instead of me telling you, you fucking right. buy the game. Even if you buy it for like yeah. 45 bucks, you can sell it for like 35 You'll be fine. Yeah. Get get one play out of it. You've, you've, you're, you're good. You guys didn't get Talon? Well, that's all I have. You guys, never, you guys never bought Talon or you never shopped for Talon? I didn't know. No, I haven't bought it yet. I might now, though. I would recommend it. It's good. I mean, I think it's very affordable. Whiskey! Whiskey! <laughs> I think I'm done. I think that'll do it. My bros. I did have an ASL minute I wanted to do, but ASL minute will have to wait till next time. Oh, darn. My wife right. literally said she's going to knock on the door if uh, it's gone. So. Ooh, okay. That's about that time. Whiskey! Whiskey! <laughs> I think we're done. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. And, J- yeah. and Jason, thanks so much for traveling the globe, spreading advanced up to combat love to the MGR heathens. That's right. Meeting them. Were they everything you thought they would be? They were, and more. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Marshall had four beers on the way to dinner. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus Christ. That's right. And he was driving. Yeah. I, no, only Marshall, yeah, yeah, only yeah, Marshall yeah. would video him saying he's drunk and driving. Yeah. yeah. It was something to behold. All right, brothers. Take it easy. Hey, Justin, All right. thanks so much All right, for guys. coming out. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, bye. 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 Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. Hello.